It is August, my friends. Yep. You know what that means? It's mine and your birthday. Yes. No, 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 that's actually... It does mean that, but that's not what I intended. <laughs> it means we are rapidly approaching the the busiest time of the year, some would say, in terms of video game releases. So I thought now it would be a good time to look back on 2021... Or sorry, 2022 so far and have a quick check-in of all our kind of game of the year candidates is this just a preamble topic to make me look like a dick because i've only played like three games this year no i, I generally am interested to kind of see wait, like, wait, 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 wait. have you become the new alex i think i've become <laughs> the new alex wow yeah right it's not like i'm not necessarily like because obviously we've come iy has typically always said that like as much as he would play five games, or he may have five games he considers his five favorite games of the year, there are always games on his list that he wouldn't want to actually put on a game of the year list. And like, what? I always always said there is like games he would not want to actually put on a game of the year list. <laughs> if, if like if are it was they, a cutoff date, even are if they're naughty games, he would... and that's why you don't want to be publicly known for playing them, or yeah, because like you can enjoy a game, but like it's not they're not super interesting to talk about, or they're like really hmm. close to something you already talked about. Kind of thing. Alright. So like pretty much you just don't want five like deck building games. <laughs> <laughs> no, I keep making fun of me for this, but you know what? That list. <laughs> <laughs> so using the handy little notion site that I've set up a while ago, I've actually Stop re- bragging. <laughs> I've actually found out that I have played more new games at this point this year than I did the entirety of last year. I have not. Like I, like, I have played more new games that could go on a Game of the Year list this year than I have last year, which I'm actually quite surprised by because everyone has kind of, like, everyone online and, like, a lot of outlets have said it's kind of been a very slow year for releases, and apparently my Game of the Year list debates that fact. <sighs> so, like, I have... I don't know, what's this list? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 15, apparently. New games that I've well, new games that I've rated so far this year. I think that there's more. I just haven't played enough to rate. And like, if we were to say, "Yo, game of the year needs to go out tomorrow," like I would be happy with my top five. I think any of those games are pretty, pretty good. It's a nice rounded top five. But yes, as as you said, Hans, yeah, why why do you feel like you've played like new games this year or <laughs> no played- 2022 releases? I have played six, and of those, there's only three I would even consider putting on my game of the year list. Which like Lego Star Wars, I thoroughly enjoyed. It's got a Skywalker saga, like I thoroughly enjoyed it. Very big game, but they put a lot of effort and love into it, and I can appreciate that. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, I thoroughly enjoyed that too. Um, more so than I probably thought I was going to. So... That that's some good jazz. Uh, fuck, we are here forever. Uh, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, I, I I loved, and I would maybe say that it's probably my game of the year so far. <laughs> 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 like, there's two like Mario's Battle League or Strikers Battle League. I've played like maybe an hour of, if even, and it's like fine. And Triangle Strategy, I do like the like combat bit of it um but it's just all the story stuff in between well, I, like, really I feel curious. like you are missing stuff from this list though uh the only other thing really is just digimon survive stray you don't have on your list 
Oh, I haven't been Your secret love of Elden Ring? No. None of us know about? Oh. No, never. Never. We could maybe squeeze in a playthrough of you doing the quarry before the end of the year, Hans. Nick, don't push your fucking game of the year list onto me. I, I, I would jump, jump to Hans' defense by throwing Alex under the bus, alright? So, <laughs> okay. have you actually looked at Alex's list, though? Because 50% of it is Game Pass. Yeah, like, well, like, if it weren't for that, Game Pass, like, like, hey, and if it weren't for Bunchy, right? If it weren't for Bunchy, do you really think he would have played Power Wash Simulator? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? So like, I think th- that's a big part. Is that like, Alex like has played a lot of games, but obviously a lot of it is it's really easy, like, easily accessible to him, right? Hmm. And, but like Hans isn't like as he says, right? You know, if he's going to spend time on games, like he's going to pick games that he really enjoys, right? And then, like, I hit this stage a long time ago, where like mm-hmm. if you look at my list, very in fact none of them except for obviously uh, not for broadcast. Like, none of them are, like, big story-based games where yeah. you need to dedicate, like, a lot of time to, right? Because obviously, I, I, like, yeah, the reason why I like deck-building games is because they're really short, small pockets of, like, gameplay. So I think Hands might be hitting the same point that I had hit, like, years ago at this point. And it sucks as well, because, like, I fucking love story-based games. Like, they yeah, are right? my jam. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, so what you're saying is Hans is about to get real into fucking deck-building rubrics. No, no, no. What I'm saying, right, is that like <laughs> he's gonna play even fewer games than me because I'll be able to just throw in like small things. But like Hans <laughs> likes his big games, so the problem is yeah. he's gonna play a lot fewer games in total. But I like that. I think like my um, won't be deck building road likes. It will be uh, man- simulation management games <laughs> like Two Point Campus and like City Skylines. That will be my go tos. So I right, that brings me onto your list. All right, go on. Because you kind of covered my point about Alex. I was going to ask about Alex. <laughs> Are you only playing more games because Game Pass exists? <laughs> and does that make Game Pass your game of the year? <laughs> best well, video game collection. I mean, is it, is it the and, best subscription service you've ever signed up to? I mean, probably. Because, like, Space Lines from the Far Out was IOI's call. Nobody sees the world. Uh, I'm just looking at my list. These may not go on the, the top five, but this is just games I've played this year. Um, nobody seems the world looked interesting, so I thought, why not? Escape Academy looked interesting. I did the On Offense for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Track the Yomi looked interesting. I mean, so you say. Like, I mean, you said you did the On the Fence. We completed that game in one sitting. <laughs> well, yeah, true. So, like, if I'm paying for it, why not use it? Hmm. Yeah, get your money. You worth. know, it's like it, I don't think it's a problem. Or a negative things. No, I, I, I felt I like I'm addicted so. to Game Pass or anything. I wasn't <laughs> suggesting it was a negative. It's just obviously very different from your typical. But I why then? Out of your, I don't know, what's that? Out of brief count, like 10 games that are there. What are games that you would consider Game of the Year worthy? Uh, so the only... Right, so the only two, probably three, that I would actually consider would be Neon White. Like, genuinely, hmm. pretty fucking cool. Like, very, very cool. Yeah, I can't wait to actually go and play that. It does seem very like, awesome. Yeah, and like you don't you don't have to take the game seriously. You know, you don't have to be like Bunchy and I trying to knock zero point zero zero one seconds off each other. You can just like enjoy that game like a normal person, right? Young Souls is like a really cool take as well because of like a two D. Let's call it Souls game because you guys got Souls in the title. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of let down by like the story and stuff. Um, and then Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which. I didn't think I would talk about it, but like, I've genuinely like enjoyed this more than the base game. Not DNF Jewel. 
So DNF Duel, my issue is... The fucking shitty rank system? Yeah, you're right, I why. No, no, the rank system's fine. Like, Most it's disappointing pro- game of the year, in my, my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah, it, the, the problem is the classic thing of, like, a competitive game, day one, the system doesn't know where to put you. Right? right. And, like, it's it's a bit shit in that regard. But no, it's kind of... it's a, The power level is too high, in my opinion. Like, you get, like, too touched by every character. And I thought I said that about Guilty Gear. But Guilty Gear, like, I can use, I can try and use my brain to think about it, but I, at some point, I'm going to get hit in DNF Duel. I'm going to die. And it feels so unfun as well, like, getting comboed for days by Swiftmaster. Like, it is... <laughs> like, like, to be honest, like, I've probably enjoyed... It's obviously early days, but i probably enjoyed Multiverses hmm. more than DNF Duel. Uh, but again, that's partially because I'm playing with someone as well, right? So, hmm. which always makes life easier. Um, Multiverses is surprisingly fun, I will say. Like yeah. the couple of one-on-one games I played, it's like surprisingly really fun to play. But like, I think DNF Jewel is a. So again, this is like, like I was saying earlier, hands like it is definitely a good game. I think people mm. do enjoy it, and I enjoy it. But personally, I don't. I wouldn't want to talk about it as game of the year. Right. Like, okay. In the same way, uh, uh, not for broadcast. I think is a great game. But again, it wouldn't be my personal game mm-hmm. of the year kind of thing. It would be more definitely like you guys who would enjoy it more than, than me. But yeah, like I have games, but like, yeah, um, I'm hoping stuff like shit, what's coming up? I've, I'm going to say not Digimon Survive, though. Well, this is what this is going to be the my point to cap off the end of this oh, discussion yeah? is that in line with the game of the year, is there anything coming up for the rest of the year that you think will then break into your respective top fives? Two Point Campus, Digimon Survive, and there's one later on in the year, which I can't remember off the top of my head. But I'm excited for something. Oh, maybe God of War 2. I'd say it's a good possibility of those three breaking into my top five. All right, so what, what games are you thinking, Nick? Like, when I look at what is coming out, I could easily see, like, a lot of these actually making it into my top five. Like, I think Saints Row is going to be very good. Like, I it, like from its initial reveal, I think... What they have shown off has really turned me around on that game, and I'm actually quite excited for it. Sam, like, I'll play the fuck out of F1 Manager 2022. But again, like that's the sort of thing I where I'm in the same boat as you, where like I play the fuck out of Football Manager every year, but it's not ever going to probably be like a game of the year on my list. And probably the same with F1 Manager 2022. I'll play the fuck out of it, but it's probably not going to make my list. Marvel's Midnight Suns, I think, looks really interesting. Plague Tale Requiem, I enjoyed the first game and there the issues i had with the first game can be rectified in a sequel hence i'm shocked you did mention Marion rabbits because i know oh, you yeah. like, really like that first one like gotham knights i'm really looking forward to i think that'll be really fun as hans yeah. idea god of war ragnarok i think it'll be really cool so i'm a little concerned now because like i thought i would have more games at this point like in august but mm-hmm. and nothing like, is tickling your fancy yeah and like uh, like games have been good but like not like super amazing like like dnf deal but like and our Dark Tide has been postponed a bit, um, which I think, like, if if it is just Vermintide but 40k, like, quite great. It'll be great. So I will say, like, my like, and as much as I know Hans will slate me for this, my problem is I, I just don't think any like it's going to take something very special for like Elden Ring not to be my game of the year. And like, it's I know fun. Hans is like, oh, <laughs> fucking Souls fanboy, but like, genuinely, it is one of the best games I've ever played and like it's going to take something genuinely special for me not to be like yeah Elden Ring's my game of the year <laughs> but I the thing, think and that was uh, always going to be the case for you though it, it could have been very hit and miss with Elden Ring obviously with it being such a departure from a typical Souls like formula well, pretty like, much like, like literally like it was like 
Hmm. Let's take it's. It's like. Hmm. What if we took a game that Nick loves, Dark Souls, and combined it with another game that Nick loves, Breath of the Wild, and then it's literally just created your but wet you, dream like, of a game. You say that like I have really not been able to get into a lot of open world games recently. But I feel like a, an open world game. There's a certain thing about a Breath of the Wild, quote unquote, clone. Um, and I think that that's the looseness of the open world. Like, for example, mm. I would not... I've obviously been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's an open world game, obviously. Yeah. But it is in absolutely no way what I would consider a Breath of the Wild clone because it's it's a different feel to the open world. Like, I feel like in like the Breath of the Wild open world, there's this looseness and like it's all about... It's about the exploration of the open world rather than just the, the setting of it, I suppose. Whereas, mm. like... Assassin's Creed, it's quite, it's not scripted, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily about going about and exploring, it's about this is the world that we are... It is, like, you're not, you're pretty much following your GPS to get to your objectives, that is not about, yeah. like, you're not really incentivized of, like, oh, overturning every little rock to see if a fucking Korok seed pops out. Yeah, Things that, like that, that sort of thing. So that's, whereas I feel like, I feel definitely feel like Elden Ring, from what I've seen, is definitely verging more towards the Breath of the Wild side of style of open world than say mm. Assassin's Creed Valhalla style of open world. But yeah, fuck you, fat, you Dark Souls fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Not Super Bash Bros. Presents Game Club for July 2022. Yes, Game Club is back, the monthly video podcast review thing where we take turns picking games, go play them for the month, and come back and discuss them for your listening pleasure. This month, Alex picked Grim Dawn, the action role-playing game from Create Entertainment. And as ever, I am your host, Grim Dawn, Nick Davis, joined by Midnight Express, Hans Davis. What about you? Evening Standard, Alex Proudfoot. Hello. And Afternoon Delight, I.Y. Chung. Hey, guys. What's up? How is everyone? I'm um, good. I'm glad the first thing you do whenever I'm away for a week is, oh, you want to record Game Club the next day? How, how was your holiday, I.Y.? Well, your I know. Work, it's a work trip. Holiday. It was a work trip. It was a work trip. It was a work trip. Uh, contrary to how I may have made it seem. Uh, I saw uh, a lot of pictures on your Instagram of you being out and about not working, so. Yeah. Hey, man. You know, you only work half the day. The rest of the time, you have to find something to eat. <laughs> Food is dangerously cheap, I would say. Da- danger- dangerous, dangerous for a guy cheap. who just wants to keep eating, right? Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but no, it was amazing. Like, actually amazing. Probably the most fun I've ever had, quote-unquote, working. Uh, so yes, Grim Dawn originally released on PC in February 2016, with a later release on the Xbox One in 2021. Alex. That's my name. Why have you selected, or why did you select Grim Dawn? So, I don't know if you're keeping it in the preamble. While I had the urge to play a Metroidvania, I also had the urge to play a Diablo-like game. But I just, like, couldn't settle on one. You didn't pick Diablo Immortal? I mean, I want to be able to play the game without spending 30k or something. But anyway, I googled, you know, oh, what's good Diablo-style games? And I read some reviews, and I was like, oh, Grim Dawn seems to be highly rated. The others will probably hate that, so <laughs> let's play that. Fair enough. So as ever, I've split this into three categories. Nick, 
What are the categories? A gameplay. Typical. Story, characters, and style. Very original. And my final category. Let's play the generic game name quiz. <laughs> sure. Sure. But yeah. before we get into our first category, I have to ask, how far did everyone get in Grim Dawn? I think my playtime came to about six, seven hours before I kind of knew my feelings on the game. Uh, Hans. Three hours. That you played in one hour chunks. I feel yep. like it's important that you timed yourself. I, uh, one this, hour is, this, is how, this is how I try and actually make sure I have uh, play enough to actually talk about I actually sit myself down and time myself for an hour so I can just stop immediately at the hour mark. I respect the, the work ethic. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Alex. I finished it. Did you play the DLC that I know was in the game? <laughs> <laughs> I did not play the DLC because I didn't okay. get it. I, I, was just, I was just curious. Uh, oh, I. Uh, according to see, I played for 5.1 hours, but I was away for a week. I probably would have played a bit more. If only it was on Switch. We you actually played the Switch that much, actually, to be fair. Or if you had a Valve send us a Steam Deck, if you're listening. They're not. No one does. So yes, the gameplay. I think this plays like a fairly standard ARPG. So kind of your touchstones for that would be the likes of Diablo or Path of Exile, Torchlight, lots of those. Like you have an attack, you have a bunch of abilities, you kill things, loot flies out, enemies keep getting stronger and stronger as you get better loot. And like, while that sounds very reductive, like I think the gameplay in this is fine for like the actual gameplay itself is fine for like one of these types of games. Like, you never really go into it look expecting massive amounts of revolutionary contact or content, but what is there is like playable. And I like the actual act of playing the game. I thought was fine. Can't complain. So you guys uh, have played more Diablo than me. Yes. Yeah, that's fair to say. So this is kind of like this from my fresh eyes. I find the combat really boring, really boring. Like I felt like I was literally just pressing down right mouse to attack and holding it there until the thing was gone and then moved forward and did the same thing. I felt with the occasional press of one, two, three, or four to activate the, like the ability, and like that just didn't change at all. Hands. Three hours I played. Hands. Yes. You have described not that perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> You've described. That, that, you also described every ARPG. Yeah, kind of. Let's it, be honest. Yeah, th- th- this is like unless Alex can. You know, tell us that Attest. after hour twenty, like it's it's something different. Like it, it this is what those games are. It is you have Whoa. a spammy move and you have some cooldown moves. That's usually Whoa. how this works. Yeah, and Whoa. that is both good and bad. But so, so I I will say like to me the combat side of things is not why I come to these games. Like in theory, like I I actually do enjoy these types of games because they actually let me almost do something else like whether that be like listen to a podcast watch a video things like that they're like they're almost like idle games at a point to me so where i feel like my enjoyment and my like where i judge these sorts of games comes from like then that everything that surrounds the actual gameplay part of it which is probably a very bad way to judge a game but it's what i'm it's what i come to these arpgs for is i'm looking for something to entertain me while i do something else 
entertain. Is that the word? You know what I mean? Like, feel like I'm sure, like the same same way I would play something like Football Manager. I'm very rarely ever just playing Football Manager. I typically have a video or a podcast on as well. Mm. It, it, it's very That's much like an, like an MMO. Yeah, in yeah. that regard, like you are doing the same shit all the time, but it doesn't require a lot of brain power. And you know, for me, like an ARPG is all about you know that that, that it is that, a, that, that it hit is a, whenever you get that loot. Yeah, it's but, a switch. It's a switch your brain off sort of game. Yeah, um, but I, I, can you attest? Does it get much different than later on or towards the end game? Um, it depends how you build because the further you go in the tree, they're like more abilities you unlock basically. So yes, that can... tends to be how those yeah, things yeah, yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like since it's very kind of free as to what you can go into because the respec there's a respec option. You can mm. go talk to someone and get your points back. Mm. But if you don't like an ability, you can change it to a different ability. Or if you don't like one class, you can put points into abilities that sound good and then move all the other points over to the other class. Wait, so, does this cost anything? Uh, just the generic money. I will say, one of the biggest issues I have with this game, and to a lesser extent, Path of Exile. I can't remember how you did it in Torchlight. So, one thing I really loved about Diablo was that you got all your abilities. For your class, you got all your abilities, it was just level locked. And so if you yeah, wanted to try you, something... You choose, yeah, you choose which one you want. Yeah, and like, you know, and I remember the days when we were playing together, and it was like, oh shit, I unlocked this, and then you saw some fucking new effects, it was like, oh, sick. Um, and then Path of Exile, one of the things is all of your abilities are tied to like, like, the gemstone gems. things. Yeah. Um, and so you could actually literally see everything, right? And like, the, the whole level up and progression thing is very like, you know, passive focused, mm-hmm. right? It's very powerful, but it's very passive focused. Um, but in this game, at least for the, which I think like yeah, we all put, yeah, I think five hours is uh, it's, it's, that's not that's not no time, right? In anything, but like because there was no way to preview anything, to my knowledge, meant that any decision you made at the start, you were kind of locked to, and it did feel like I didn't get to see all the cool shit if I wanted to. Well, the respect person's in the first place, the prison. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. So, so this is my other can... gripe then, is that the game tutorials are shit. Yeah. Oh, they're, yes. They're, yeah. Yes, yeah, they, they are. are. So, I, I don't I know what you guys... Oh, this, I think the skill system in this game is maybe the... I don't want to say worst design, but maybe the most convoluted system I have ever experienced in a video game. Yeah. You have a character level. You have a class level. You have numerous skill trees that are not interlinked at all. Like you have the constellation one, you have each class's skill tree. And then before you even have like any time in the game to wrap your head around what your class does, what your skills do, the game about maybe when you're like level five, which takes about an hour, hour and a half to get to, the game's like, have a second class. What's up, dog? Go for it. I think it's 10. It's okay. still, it's like you get it, that within like the early. first. You get that within like the first two hours of the game, at least. Yeah, and you're. It's like here, have a second class, and I'm like, dude, I haven't even figured out what the fuck my first class does yet. And I'm like, it just throws all this shit at you, and it's ridiculous. I had barely unlocked two fucking skills on my main class before the game was like, have a second one. What are you gonna do with it? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Not look at it for the next five hours. The fact you then have to level up your classes separately and the level of your class dictates what skills you can unlock and things like that. It just feels, everything feels so 
ridiculously connected in the worst possible ways. Why not just let me say, oh, like, I don't know, I hated the fact that you had to level up your class, like using skill, use skill points to level up your class rather than using them in your skill tree, things like that. Like, I just thought this entire skill and class system was so poorly done. As you said, I the tutorial, like the tutorials are horrendous and the way they kind of explain any of the system to you, horrendously done. And like somehow this system in this game, despite the fact Path of Exile has the world's largest fucking sphere grid in it, that is somehow way more better and more manageable than whatever the fuck Grim Dawn has done. Uh, I will say, like, the only thing that really grates me is the whole, like, putting points into your class. Because like, it feels awful to level up in yeah. that game. Because you don't feel like, oh shit, I'm working towards this thing. It's like, no, 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 I'm working towards the ability to unlock this thing. <laughs> and then I can put points into it. Um, I will say, though, I kind of love the constellation thing. Oh, the because... constellation stuff so cool. So... So my first impression of it, whenever I first saw that screen, was like, this thing is fucking huge, right? This is Path of Exile all over again, but it's mm. actually not. It's yeah, actually it's, it's really like, it's, it's nice. It's a bunch of singular skill trees. Yeah, yeah, and like, it's really concise because you don't have access to everything. And that is like really nice progression because it's like, oh, you put points into this? Well, then you can unlock this stuff. Oh, you can put points into that? Oh, here's more things. And like, that I actually thought was really a nice, a nice little, you know, bite-sized chunks, right? I thought that was actually really good. Um, but the actual main tree, like, it felt awful. Like, actually mm. awful. Yeah, it just felt really unsatisfying because, like, as, as Han says, you know, the game is not, like, you don't make that many decisions in that game. And, like, the big decisions you make are in your tree. But yeah. I know, as someone who's played ARPGs, you only need two things. Something to single target and something to AoE. Mm. So... Literally, that's all I did, right? And the game was really easy uh, in that regard, right? Which was fine, right? Because that's yeah, if I know how to do that, then that's fine. But yeah, it just didn't. F- it just it just wasn't exciting. I would say is I guess is the is all I would say is like I play these games also because like usually most of these games have really cool effects, like really cool effects, and like there's real satisfaction by blowing up loads and loads of enemies. But like I just didn't feel that way with this game. And then obviously you could be like, oh, maybe it's my build. And it could have been. But I don't know. I chose like, yo, summon lightning. Like all the lightning thing. And it just didn't feel as cool as I thought it could have. <laughs> I don't think the spell effects are particularly cool. I, like, I, I didn't get to the, you know, the very last tier of spells mm-hmm. where you pick one. Yeah, I didn't get that far because I was like invested in both classes pretty much equally. So I only got halfway through both trees. So, I don't know what they're like, but every spell I saw was kind of like, okay, it's a spell, it's nothing. I, like <laughs> That is one of the main issues I had with this was, and it counts for the skill system, and I think it also counts for like the loot system, was it all felt like it lacked a lot of oomph. Because like, I vividly mm. remember like the first time I played Diablo 3, and like, I played Demon Hunter because I'm edgy like that. And like when you unlock like the shuriken and it replaces your basic shot, and suddenly fucking shurikens are flying everywhere on the screen. And I was like, what the fuck? This is amazing. Like nothing gives you that effect in this. Like whether it no. be like I did like I never unlocked an ability that looked incredible. I never got a weapon to use that looked like it packed a punch. Everything just kind of felt like here is something that's gonna make the numbers go up, but look the exact same. I will say, in my, in my with me playing my 
warrior base class. I have a shockwave attack, and I will say there I did get some satisfaction from visually seeing the enemies ragdoll. Like mm. they didn't just kind of yeah. fall down and fade. Like they would actually Ooh. be knocked up into the air and ragdoll and would actually collide like, you know, with objects in the, like the area. So I will say I did get some satisfaction from that. But outside of that, yeah, the spells themselves were yes, but visually very lack- lackluster. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say I actually will, uh, the uh, yeah. I actually would argue that the loot is not that bad. It is in fact better than a lot of the other games because actually okay no don't worry, they're not super interesting but <laughs> you actually get like a lot of passive effects very early on like and it's really basic stuff like chance on hit like five percent to like hit more lightning right i love that shit all lightning all the time so he- um, here is actually- my problem with the loot is i hate mm. that shit and i know it's personal <laughs> preference i hate that shit you i love actually- uh, vampire survivor just random shit happening on on chance and procs and shit, you know. Like, I like another thing which I didn't really realize until later, because like there's just, like, you, like you said, Nick, there is so many systems and shit in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, is that you can get abilities like in Path of Exile via yeah. items which you slot yeah, into you, your. You gear. can apply um, like, yeah, you can apply stuff to your weapons and stuff, and that'll give you new yeah. abilities. Again, I think this stuff is actually kind of cool. It's just. <laughs> None of it is explained, and like, and and in game and in uh, game club games, like, I never look at guides, right? Because I want to like oh. have a real, like, honest experience of this. Um, and like, I think there are so many cool systems that could be cool, but like, I just could not get into it, and I do blame the game slightly for that. So, in fact, f- a lot <laughs> for for loot. I think the only problem I have with it is the fact legendaries are tied at max. Well, not max L, but fifty. So the 50s when the first legendary drops, basically. And like when I think to Diablo 3, and I I didn't play Diablo 3, so I don't know what it was like. But like legendaries drop at any level, they're just kind of rare. Yes. The yeah, yeah, some some are locked to like certain levels, but yes, you can yeah. you could find a legendary. There's quite like early generic on. legendaries, yeah, class exactly. legendaries and stuff like that. And it's just like you don't get that thrill of like oh my god i just found this legendary i'm like super low level this could define my build for like the next five ten levels or whatever so there's there that was probably the only problem but for like just playing loot i found a chest piece that let me dual wield pistols so i had a build around that but it wasn't legendary i think it was just epic or rare you can just buy that ability like that is a thing you can buy like in this in the first town. Oh, you dual pistols. Yeah, you buy like a license to do it essentially, and then you can do it all the time. Oh, same with dual wielding melee weapons. Like it's the same thing. You just buy a license to do it. Is it locked behind rep? Where'd you buy that? I think it's the first rep level, but you can get it fairly early as far because I because I it was one of the first things I looked up is I thought it was really weird you couldn't dual wield pistols in this game, and then I looked it up I was like, oh no, you can. You just need to buy the ability to do it. Oh, okay. One thing I wanted to I don't I don't know how you guys feel about this, but like. I really hated how, like, uh, epic enemies, whenever you kill them, drop, like, an orb that you then also have to click, and then stuff would happen. Like, I didn't mind that. Like, I always thought it was... Uh, this is what I just had to get used to, but, like, this is one of my issues in general with this game, is I think interactables in this game are, like, really, quote-unquote, hidden or really small. Like, there's a really early quest where you have to interact. You don't have to, right? But, like, you can find... It says in the quest log, 
you can find scrap from things, right? And I go around clicking all this stuff, and like, I don't know if there is one, because I kept trying to find one, but I don't think there's a way to highlight interactables, to my knowledge, and I find this game, and we'll obviously talk about it more in the next segment, but like, I thought the like terrain stuff was really awkward, but I don't know if I'm the only one who had that issue. Yeah, I kind of missed the, you know, press the button to highlight interactables, but I kind of got used to it where if but I... Yeah, you, could, you could do it for loot, but there was, it like, yeah, it didn't pop up like, oh, you can, like, hit this barrel or you can do such and such. Yeah, you're right. Like, you so, highlight like, all the loot that was on the floor. I would just walk into a room and just, like, do a quick scan with the mouse, you know, and if anything highlighted, it bam, sorted. But yeah, I also find, like, because I, like, out of the hours I played, like, <laughs> like, you know, one of the things, obviously, that makes these games quote-unquote fun, right? It's opening big boxes of loot, right? But, like, all the chests in this game are really tiny. Like, really, really small. Yeah. And it felt really unsatisfying to, like, click them. And obviously, most of the time, I just miss them because I'm blind. So, like, yeah, so it's a, it's a bit of a minor gripe. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, you want those big boss chests to... Yeah, like... Burst open, throw, like, all this stuff on the ground. I will say for loot, there is a loot filter. And I yeah, thought and that I was use, I use that. so yeah. good. More yeah, games should have that. It's like, you can filter... The rarity, what slots you want to see, and it's just like, duh, why isn't this a thing in more games? Uh, what um, Path of Exile does. In fact, Path of Exile's one's so extreme, you actually change the file, and you can change mm. the font and shit that everything appears in. It is yeah. way too over the top. Um, so like the higher, yeah, it's, like if it's a higher rarity, it like appears in like massive fucking font size and shit. Yeah, and like different colors and shit. Like it is yeah. ridiculous. It, I kind of respect it. Uh, but yeah, no, I would, I, I would agree with Alex. Like, this is genuinely like, a very good system in that regard. But I yeah, think I, that's... I, do, I, I think it is. It's something that I think will be standard in a lot of ARBGs. I think it's kind of been coming in over the years, and I, I would be shocked if Diablo Four doesn't have it. Put that way. So my, so this is already my final conclusion, right? Because we only have one gameplay bit, right? Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't. We're going to talk too much in the next bit. <laughs> it's not going to change my opinion very much. So my opinion of the gameplay of this game at the very end of the day, right, from what I played of it, is this game has so much depth, like Path of Exile, that I think this is a game to only play if you have played all of the, let's call it, like, simpler ones, like Diablo 3, hmm. right? Where you want to, like, have a go at a different game and want to put in the time to learn all this cool shit, Right? So I think this game's actually quite good in that regard. It's just I am in nowhere near that state of mind to play a game like that right now. And yeah. I think this is a good version of one of these games. It is just that it is it is the one that you play after you've had your fill of min-maxing every other game. Um, that's my personal take on it anyway. So, so the story, characters, and style. And I'm going to say something that I didn't think I'd be saying right now. Playing Grim Dawn made me look at Vanquish in a whole different light. Good or bad? In a, in a well, look at Vanquish, or it made me look at Vanquish in a way more positive light. You know the way we call Vanquish generic as fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like it, yeah. This has made me realize that, no, at least Vanquish was trying to do something. I feel like this is the most, as much as we joked about Vanquish being it, I, I legitimately think this might be the most generic video game I've ever played. In, term, in like terms of story, yeah, yeah, in terms of like story, style, the way it presents itself, 
it may as well just be Dark Fantasy, the video game. Yeah. It is at least like Vanquish went for this over the top style, like this ridiculous premise and things like that. And yes, the gameplay was generic, but at least it had something that made it stand out. Mm-hmm. This is on a fucking we we fucking short soul vanquish is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know the way we talked about it. You want to go back and redo that game? Yeah, I think yeah. we need to re, re go back and pick vanquish today. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% agree with you. I think from the name to the style to the world it's set in to the story, it is just the most vanilla of vanilla. Like, I couldn't tell you a single character's name. I couldn't, like, and it's a shame because, like, the opening premise of, like, oh, you were infected by this demon and they tried to kill you and then the demon left you and then like they saved you like that is actually a relatively kind of not a bad start and then they do absolutely nothing with it like there's just like no like maybe the demon's still inside you and like controlling your thoughts and stuff no it is just hey you're a good guy now better help us that's it. Even for even like the first five hours of that game, you're still fighting like for all this talk of like oh demons and all this stuff and dark fantasy. A lot of the enemies I'm fighting are still just they're fucking undead. dude. They're just they're, just, they're either they're undead, undead skeletons or just fucking dudes. Yeah, hey, hey, you fight bugs. True. Like yeah, I'm oh yeah, nothing. giant <laughs> bugs. Fuck me. It's so like it does, and I'm sure maybe it changes, maybe, but it just makes such a bad first impression in terms of any doing anything to stand out. This game looks like complete ass. <laughs> yes, like, it does. So, so my my issue though with so I so don't get me wrong, hands right. I also don't like the look of this game, but for me, it's the art style rather than like fidelity, I guess. Because like, you remember how I said like I can't see shit like the mm. objects and stuff like that's my issue is that i feel like they went for like this tone and they went all out and they didn't consider like wait a second what does the player want to see right and what i want to see is like you know my character popping out right my abilities mm-hmm. looking cool right like that's that's what i care about right and so that was my really big issue is also, I don't know if this is true or not, but like I'm getting the same kind of vibes as like how much I don't like pixel art anymore. Where like I'm kind of tired of like grim three D art. Yeah, you're just tired of all art styles. I yeah, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> just like like this. Now I'm just like I feel like I've seen this setting so many times now. This, or like, rather, dark, I've seen it in the same dark, way. This dark medieval setting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, am I wrong? Like, like it's. And I, I actually feel like I there's games that, that like have have these sort of areas, but like I can't think. Like I think, like original uh, Divinity, original Sin definitely had like some sort of like zombie area. Um, I can't think of a game where the entirety of the game is set in it. Torchlight isn't necessarily a unique visual theme, but they go for like this really like this almost like storybook cartoony art style, and that makes it stand out. They've just went for let's make a quote unquote realistic art style with this grim dark fantasy vibe, and it just looks generic and bad. I wouldn't say it looks bad. I think I think it looks bad. I think it looks it looks very grimy looks and terrible. not in a good way. Yeah, 
I think it looks terrible because actually now that I mentioned uh, Divinity Original Sin, the first one was released in 2014 and you would not have argued Larian Studios is a massive studio and I would say the first Divinity Original Sin looks better than this game, which I think is a much fairer comparison because mm. it's the same sort of like also like it's actually like an isometric camera angle as well. It was actually crowdfunded. So was this, I will say. This was kickstarted. So I I think that even just the standard of graphic is aesthetically terrible, but then also I think actually yeah, the standard of graphic yeah, is also I, I terrible. Like it's, it's, it is not god-awful, but like in terms of 3D graphics in 2016, like you could achieve a lot more, even mm-hmm. as an indie studio. I just, I don't, I don't think it looks, it, like if there was a better style to it, maybe it would be a lot better, but yeah, picking such a questionable generic style in the first place did them no favors but so alex, alex, i have a question I was say, for you. are you gonna ask alex about the story because that's exactly what i was yeah about that's a, yeah that's yeah that's exactly <laughs> alex, what i'm someone that finished the game what is yeah. the story and is it any good um i like the story like but i didn't really i don't really play these games for the story so i'll put that out there that there's a reason I don't really remember characters from it. The whole thing, is, I will admit, it starts off very slow with you not really dealing with the main story of it until quite late on. Because you're the whole thing turns out you're trying to stop all these like possessed and possessed people and like demons and magic people summoning an, an old god, basically. And then you end up fighting the old god at the end. So it's... Uh, the story does pick up, but it's just like, it doesn't pick up fast enough to hook people, I would say. One of my issues with this game, story-wise, and partially why I can get into it, is that I think it does a bad job of storytelling, because... Oh, well, actually, I will, I will give props to this. A lot of this game is voice acted. And like, yeah. except for one of the guys at the very, very start, I actually thought the voice acting was fine, like, mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. So I, I love respect for that. Um, the problem is, I never felt, and because of the pacing of the game as well, like I never felt there was big story beats that I remember. Right, like even in Diablo three, I guess we'll take the example. Like you know, at the start of the game, you get to the town, and it's like, oh, enemies are at the gate, and then it's like, okay, that, and then that leads you on. Then it's like Leoric's tomb and stuff, right? And then there's a moment where, like you know, Decker King gets exploded. You know, like that stuff, you know, sticks with your mind. But in this oh. game, everything is done through, like, text boxes, right? Like, there's no cutscenes, even in-game ones, to my knowledge. No, there's, there's, like, an opening one, but that's yeah, all Yeah, it's, like, I the remember, opening one, yeah. yeah. And, like, that, for me, really takes away from this. Um, and, again, this is partially because of, you know, I don't enjoy sitting and reading. Even if it is all voice acted, right? I kind of wish there was a bit more, like, effort around that part. Yeah. Like, I don't want to knock the game too much for that, but, like, for me personally, I just need little story beats yeah. to make me go, oh, this is what happened in the story. So, for, for me personally, I felt like it was just, like it is on all these games. It's just, like, run to this point. But, like, those endpoints were not very interesting. Like, you weren't going to Leoric's tomb. You were just going to the next village up the road. And like, I just literally, never f- literally up the road. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's literally just one path you follow along and along and along. And you kind of go off the beaten path, and that's literally it. Yes, up the road. Okay, <laughs> so that's that's another thing. It, it, up it, in world? Back, 
it backloads all the cool zones. All the really deep and long dungeons are typically like chapter bosses, so they're at the end of the chapters. And then the standalone dungeons that are actually quite cool are also really late in the game or tied behind rep for like rep quests and stuff. So I think that is a problem with it is backloaded because it expects you to play it through the different difficulties because the reputation carries over between playthroughs on that character. So, you know, if you play on the next difficulty up, you will eventually get to the higher tier of rep to unlock these dungeons. But yeah, the problem is the story takes too long to get going and all the like cool areas are towards the end of the game. Which is not how you should design a video game. No, no, you like, hook people. You have the middle bit be kind of boring, and then obviously, since I was looking for something of this genre to play, like the combat hooked me in on its own because it was like this is what I've been wanting to play. But if I didn't have that, I it would have been a struggle to get through because there's like nothing nothing to hook you in. So I, c- I can completely understand why you just didn't play it for very long. I know uh, you two have been quite negative, but I mean. I didn't really have any issue with how it looks or like the style is yeah pretty generic but I mean it's I think it's a means to an end. So the final category the generic game name quiz as Hans mentioned Grim Dawn is a very very generic video game name I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Mm -hmm. So I have gathered 15 a collection, oh, sorry, of 15 names, some real games, some fake games. And I would like you to try and guess if they are real games or fake games. <laughs> Game name number one. Stormgate. That sounds real to me. I believe this is real because I think I've heard of this before and I just thought it sounds like a Stargate ripoff. Oh, what's your opinion? Okay, just to be different, I'll say no. It is indeed it is. a real game. Oh. Yeah. It was recently announced by developer from former Blizzard employees. Question, see the fake generic names? Did you just make them up or did you get them? From I, like found, I found a generic name generator. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, game name number two. Ancient Complex. I'm going to say it's fake. I also say it's fake. Uh, well, I'll buck the trend and say it's real. It is a fake game. No. Nah. Number three. Atomic Tales. That's, that's real. That's real. Does sound real. Wrong! It is a fake oh. game. Oh really? Wow. I, I think I, I think I got that mixed up with Atomic Heart. Yes, Atomic Heart is probably the ones you were likely thinking of. Uh number four. Homefront. That's real. Uh, that's, that's real. real. That's a shooter. That is indeed real, yes. Number five. I, I would argue lines. that Homefront is not super generic. It kind of I, is. And I, I, you know, it, but, but it is a like a word and like a like I don't like think that's it's two that words. Bad. Like <laughs> I think I think what Nick's about to say next sounds hella generic though. Okay, yeah. Number five, front lines. I I would be shocked if no one has actually made a game called this. So I would say it is real. Yeah, like surely someone out there has made this. I, I feel, think I feel like there is something called something something frontline. Yeah, no, there definitely is. But I'm gonna also say someone's Sorry, just I'll, taken. I'll, okay, so no, you, are you saying it's you think it's all real? I, I think, think it's real. 
Uh, all real, all in. Yeah, yeah. It is a real game, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, number six, World of Outlaws. That's real. Sounds like a mobile game. Yeah, that sounds it, it's very mobile. Not, okay, I will say none of these are mobile games. I, these are all console or PC games. The other ones are mobile. real. It sounds right, you like, know what? Because I feel like if you went into mobile, you could find any fucking game that exists. Sure. All, right. all right, fake then. Fake news. Yeah. So how am I saying fake? I'll, I'll say fake. I'm saying I'll, real. I'll go real. It is a real game. It, it is a <laughs> big rig truck racing game. Oh, well, I was not great. expecting that. <laughs> Wait, what's it called again? Let me look that up. World of Outlaws. World of Outlaws. I don't know. I for some reason was expecting just a lone cowboy standing in like a du- like a desert <laughs> with his, his his hat tipped over his eyes, so it's obscured his face. I may have looked up the wrong thing. Is the it world board. <laughs> no, no, no. The World of Outlaws is an American motorsport sanctioning body. That could be what the game's based off of. Yeah, video game. All right, cool. Go ahead, Nick. Okay. All right, number seven. Seven. Blade Point. That's fake. Like, Naraka Blade not... Point? It is not Naraka yeah, Blade Point, now. Oh. Oh. I think what? it's fake. Yeah, I would say it's fake, then. It is indeed fake, yes. Okay. But that does sound... I could believe, though, if you told me that was true. Yeah, I could believe yeah. it. I have generally not... I've generally... If there is a real one, I have generally left out a subtitle. Because obviously a subtitle can be a lot more descriptive. Yeah, I see World of Outlaws is actually called... Like Sprint Dirt, Race or Dirt something. Racing, colon, yeah, that's the World one. of Outlaws. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, number eight. World of Zoo. That's real. real. I'm saying real. Yeah, I think... Actually, I think that's fake. It's some weird English, but I'd say it's real. It is indeed real. It is the DS game. All right, number nine, Private Assault. Fake. Also known as a swift kick to the nuts. <laughs> uh, I'll also say fake. Yeah, fuck the trend, real. It is a fake game name. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, I believe this is number 10, Singularity. Real. Oh, real, real, right? It is real, yes. It's a very good game as well. Uh, number 11, Crystal Blaze. Fake. Fake, yeah. Fake, yeah. Uh. It is indeed fake, yes. Uh, number 12, Mage Slayer. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Real. Fake. Uh, also mobile game. <laughs> everything is a mobile game yeah everything life. does sound like a mobile game right um i could imagine that being an ad on my phone right <laughs> i could see it be, being like a weird vr game where you're like oh slashing all right all right i like your thinking all right real it is a real game oh, right. it is an old like uh crpg uh-huh uh, all right, number thirteen, Midnight Vendetta. Sounds like a movie fake. title. Fake. Yeah, also fake. That's fake. He's a, he's a fake. No, we all sorry, fake. Yeah. Uh, correct is fake here. Ah. Uh. All right, number fourteen, Primal Call. Real. <sighs> fake. I'll, I'll say real. It's fake. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Uh, and finally, Renegade Ops. Real. 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 That is real, yes. There you go. 
I got 13 out of 15. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at getting generic game titles. I didn't keep score. I didn't think uh, we were competing. Uh, I didn't keep score either. So I win. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Do you have Do that? Want, That's, Do you yeah. want a trophy? Yeah. Your prize Next, for winning it on the is... It's not going to be on it. It's not even going to have a video. The assigned effect of cheering. I missed the video podcast. <laughs> you can tell me to put things on the screen. Yeah, get all the payback for all the times you t- do it to me. There you go. Get more. This fucking... entire time, I this entire time I was thinking of that polygon bit in the Castlevania episode, where he's like, "You could create your own name." Pick your like date yeah. of birth and then your day of birth, and it's like Sonata of the Evil. They yeah. all sound the same. <laughs> they all sound like Castlevania games. I don't think I could recommend Grim Dawn to someone, even if they like this genre. I just don't see what they would get out of Grim Dawn, like compared to what else is available in the genre. Like games like Diablo have end games that are quote-unquote infinitely repeatable path of exile has one of the most in-depth skill systems in the world and you can create infinite number of builds during it like i just don't see what grim dawn gives anyone that you don't get better in other versions of these games so no like i didn't enjoy playing it it was very boring at times it was generic as fuck and i just can't recommend it i do not think this is a very good video game Hans. Uh, this is like the worst possible video game for like a podcast because it is so boring that you can't even have fun taking the piss out of it. Like, I just find everything about this game boring and just not enjoyable. But not even like to the point of un- un- like unenjoyable where I'm like angry at it like I was with We Are Here Forever. Like, I just, this entire thing is just meh to me. Um, so no, I just, I can't recommend it. Alex. Well, I'm going to be positive, because I'm probably the only one that's going to be positive about it. I would recommend it to someone who's, like, looking for this kind of game, maybe something a bit different than what, uh, well, what the big games are doing with it. Sure, it's a bit old and, like, it does take a while to ramp up, but I do think the systems will grip you later on and there is quite a lot of content with the DLC and stuff if you want to go down that route so yeah I recommend it oh. uh, I would not recommend it for the average person who's just looking to play a game but I think it, like I said earlier if you're someone who has played a bunch of these and you enjoy that kind of min-maxing thing but maybe don't want to do the whole like endless thing of like you know Path of Exile is like a live service game, right? So like it just keeps going and going. Like I actually think this game is actually quite good in that regard. Like I I would actually genuinely recommend this game if you are someone. This is obviously sounds really dumb on paper, right? But it's like if you're someone who enjoys these games, you should buy this. But you know what I mean, right? Like it is if you have that kind of attitude and like have the drive to want to get into all these systems. Like there is lots of systems in this game. It's just never explained and. If you're someone who doesn't mind like a bit of Googling and getting into it, like I think it's actually pretty good for those kind of people. Just not for me. So fairly negative opinions, bar Alex. I, I wasn't <laughs> negative. I 
if you need to be like almost an expert in your field to play a video game, I feel like it's not exactly a recommendation. I, I would say negative for like you know the Bash Bros. I would say, but like, I don't think it's a it's a bad game at all. Right. So before we head off for the evening, Hans, please inform us inform us of what we will be playing for August. So you know the way you guys love co-op games. <laughs> yeah. And you know the way you guys made me sit there and play We Were Here Forever. What's this, no, what's this wait. you guys think? What do you want for us yeah, to the game? <laughs> yeah, Alex made you sit there and play. You were... Any of, any of the other one of us would have let you so buy it whenever. I, I feel like you and IY got missed out then on having the devil on your shoulder constantly <laughs> nagging you <laughs> to play a game so we're Fair. gonna my game is a four player co-op game and it's phasmophobia okay fair so we are going to go ghost hunting together it's gonna and be very Alex can then message into the group together. chat reminding us all to f- play it so there you go is this our first early access game is it an early access yeah, yeah, it's an early yeah apparently is it, is it still an early access okay I don't get yeah. Steam on my laptop because the work blocks it. Like, yeah, I don't mind playing this, but it's not, I don't feel like we should pick early access games. Like, I feel like judging a game that's not "quote unquote" finished is a bit odd. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I feel like. But I know this is just out of spite, hands, and I'll like, I'll give you it. We'll give you it. It's fine. It's fine. But I also feel like it's not typical, like, <laughs> like a typical, like linear game. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's mm. very much kind of like a challenge game. Like, you know. You just have a set of challenge maps. Like that, oh, like, like, like we were here forever. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Like we were here forever, yeah. All right. I'll go Ghostbusters okay. with your hands. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's all. Right. We can just go play Ghostbusters again. Hans is going to be very excited when that Phasmophobia Ghostbusters game comes out. I don't think I am. <laughs> Why? It's, you're loving Hans. Because there are certain things about this game I think are very cool, and I feel like the whole, like, detective puzzle solving bit in this is not going to be as in depth in the Ghostbusters game. <laughs> Another game where you use walkie talkies. Yep. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> but yes, join us at the end of August where we will be talking about Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia. I keep wanting to say Phantasmagoria, but that's a different series. That's, that's a different game and we're not playing that. Uh, Phasmophobia. But for now, it's a goodbye from Hans. Have a good one. A goodbye from Alex. Bye. A goodbye from IY. Don't cross hands, guys. (laughs) And a goodbye from myself. See you next time.